liftoff and the clock has started. Welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 233, recording March 5th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we have uh, going off our Gone in 60 Seconds Love Fest last week. We've got some underrated gems of movies to discuss. Uh, we have some news of Nintendo killing it with their DLC question mark and more to do this. I have with me at always. Justin, fourteen seventy three more. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. I'm just oh, reading man. shit in front of me. That's um, so good. All right, it's your boy. It is my boy. Uh, <laughs> Justin, um, seventeen forty three. Carter. Carter. But see, it's so fitting because I could never get the date wrong, and you getting my name wrong is just the. Yeah. Chef's kiss icing on the cake. It is. It is. And I can't help but just say what I'm reading. So (laughs) it it all works out. How's my boy? Dude, I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty excited because so this week, uh, this Mm -hmm. weekend on Friday, not only does um, 65, the Adam Driver dinosaur Mm -hmm. movie come out, Mm -hmm. but that same day, Scream 6 oh. also comes out. Oh. So, uh, your are, boy... Are you prepared to do the rare two movies in one weekend? I You know, I, I talked it over with Megan. I made it happen. We have Saturday, March 11th, tickets for 10 a.m. to go see 65. Okay. And then that should... It's 90 minutes, so we should get out by about noon. And then we're going to go grab lunch and then head back to the theater for our 115 showing of Scream 6. Oh, so you're not doing the same weekend. You are doing the same day. Yeah, we're doing back-to-back double feature, which I think the last time I did that uh, was, I think, the same weekend Insidious and Source Code, I think, came out. Wow. See, this time, though, I actually paid for both movies, whereas that time I just watched Source Code waited the 30, 40 minutes in the lobby, and then snuck into Insidious. <laughs> Wait, source code. Is that the the Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, where it's like the soldier dude, and he's in the program on the train. Yeah. Trying to figure out the bomb. I, dude, that's one of those movies that I think it's, I don't know, I'd say it's underrated, just because it's like, you know, it came out, and I don't think anyone really said anything about it, but it's one of those every couple years I go back and I watch it again just because I love Jake Gyllenhaal, but mm-hmm. I thought the concept was so close. It's like he's in this, like, system, and he's repeatedly – it's almost like Groundhog's Day in a way, but he keeps getting interjected. He gets a little further each time because they're like, you need to find the bomber on the train, and it's almost like Inception because it's like, well, all that's going on. Like, that just happened, like, a couple hours ago, and they're trying to find, like – who the guy is so they can figure out where the next bomb's going to be to prevent the next incident from happening and stuff. While the, the while he's like falling in love with this chick on the train and they're like, bro, she's dead. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to ignore that and figure out this whole bomb situation. And then he's like coming to terms with the fact that like, he's 
really a person in a shell that got like blown up in a helicopter and he's oh, not right. a that's person. the whole thing he's like a torso right yeah he's like a yeah. body hooked up to a machine <laughs> right okay and his whole thing's like i'll do this for you but then when i'm done i want you to fucking pull the plug on me man i forgot about that movie yeah yeah, yeah. source code all right there we go um yeah no we had a we we uh as you can tell even though i said his name Shannon is not with us this week. Um, we had a birthday party, uh, or I attended a birthday party. We didn't have it. I, I wasn't throwing it. Um, but Shannon had a birthday party for his son today. Uh, it was good times had by all. Face paint was uh, worn. Parties were had. Pizza was consumed. But uh, my guess is Shannon is still cleaning from that. And uh, so he is not joining us. Dude, that's what I thought was so funny. It was Shannon was talking about, yeah, the party's from 12 to 3, whatever, making it seem like recording for him today was still on the table. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, you're going to be wiped after, like, and he was saying yeah. 70 people RSVP'd or something. I was like, dude, like, dude, Monday, man. Like, what are you talking, like, you are going to be out. Like, you're normally tired just from sitting on your ass all day on a <laughs> Sunday. Right, you think right. you're going to, like, be willing to record at 8 at night yeah. or 7 your time at it's night. Not- it's not like Shannon comes with the uh, with the rock star energy, you know. <laughs> usually on the Sundays, we have to kind of pry it out of them. Um, but no, it, it was it was good times. Uh, my kids had had fun. Well, my son did once he found someone that also loves Rainbow Friends, and then uh, those two were thick as thieves the whole day. Yeah, so, Evelyn told me she had two pieces of cake. Which she explained did. the energy before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she, well, she had a piece of cake and then came over and was like, I want a cupcake. But all the cupcakes were being consumed while she was getting her face painted. And I was like, oh, they're all gone. And she was looking a little, looking a little crestfallen. But see, the pieces of cake were real small. Yeah. Of the regular cake. And so I'm like, you know what? How about you just have another piece of cake? but we'll make it secret. And she's like, okay, now that, now that it, we, it's like me and her in on something, she's like <laughs> super in on it. Yeah. She's super in on it. And then, so she's eating her cake and then, uh, Steph, my wife comes into the room and she looks over, sees her mom and just like puts the cake under the table. <laughs> God, <laughs> and, this is so good. And, and Steph goes, why did she just hide her cake? And I'm like, what cake? What cake? It's she's not eating cake. And like gave her a wink and she's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. She's and then like walked away. And then Evelyn. So that's the thing with her that kills me is when she thinks she's getting away with something, she winks at me. Like, uh, yeah. like that. And it's it's the cutest thing, but it's also one of those like, man, you are just devious, you know? Um so she, I got the wink, and then she was uh, all over it. But, yes. oh, but that didn't stop her from asking for dessert after dinner tonight. And I'm like, no. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. You're already hopped up on sugar. She pulls a third piece of cake out of her I, pocket I, and winks at you. <laughs> eating cake like cocaine bear was snorting lines off of severed limbs. Uh, she said, give me that buttercream. Right. Oh, this got strawberries in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, pretty good weekend all in all. Uh so I have to tell you 
the dumbest thing that happened. So my kids play baseball and softball, right? Mm-hmm. Because of inclement weather last week, softball opening day got pushed to this week, which means we had to divide and conquer uh, because my son's uh, baseball opening day started at like eight in the morning because they moved everything up because it was supposed to rain again this weekend, right? So they're like, instead of 10 o'clock, it's going to be eight o'clock. We're going to get opening day in. And then, uh, oh, by the way, the little guys, which, you know, I'm coaching a team of, None of you have games this weekend because we're stealing all the fields so the big guys can get their games in. And I'm like, well, fuck me. Great. That's awesome. Um, And then uh, so we get through opening day. I have kids show up in like uniform to stand there and then we leave. They have nothing else to do the whole weekend. And I'm like, what? Why? Why am I here? But anyway, um, so then we go to Evelyn's opening day, which is in a whole different park, you know, but. Me, me and my son pile in the car, go over there with the girls, um, go to that opening day and, uh, same deal, but they didn't start theirs until 11. And guess what started happening right around 11 rain. And so, yeah, all these little girls, I mean, well, some of them were like 14, but like from 14, (laughs) 14 down to to five, right? way more 10 and unders than 10 and overs, you know, but, um, so all these little girls out in this baseball diamond getting their names announced and it's just raining harder and harder and harder. And and then they do a Nash. It was the most surreal national anthem I've ever experienced. It was just like this group of children, right. On a baseball (laughs) field, this one girl from one of the teams is singing the national anthem. And it's this super, high pitched version of a national anthem. Cause she's a little girl, you know? And so her vo- singing voice is very high. She killed it though. She did a great job, but it was totally like a scene out of a movie where like, it's deadly quiet. All you hear is like the pouring rain. All of these people are standing in the pouring rain and just this perfect little high pitched voice singing the national anthem. It was just one of those, like, it was so surreal. It was so weird. And and it's funny. Cause I like it turned when it was over, I turned to my wife and I'm like, that was like the weirdest thing I've ever been through it. And like people behind us were like, right. That was super spooky. Like it was super weird. Right. And so five minutes into a Tarantino movie yeah, and this starts. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Or like a Terrence Malick film or something. You know? But, um, so then they they bring out, they're like, can we have the flag bearers? And all of this is in pouring rain. Like people are like, bro, cut this shit short and let's go. Like no one should be out here. No one wants to be here. And then, Sick. So then they bring these, one girl from each team brings out a flag, you know, and, and comes to the pitcher's mound. And right when they get there, boom, thunder. And, and it's like, oh, wait. We have all these children holding lightning rods. Uh, let's okay. Let's not do that. Let's let's put those away. And then they're like, okay, we're gonna hand out awards from last year. And everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, we're not. And at this point, people go in and start pulling like the t-ball kids off and the like little girls. You know, they're like, okay, you guys are out of here. Let's go. Let's go. And like, this guy's just clueless going through his manifest. Like. 
people are standing in the pouring fucking rain with no coverage. Like no one's doing this. No one's standing here for another 25 minutes while you hand out awards. Like, right. you know, like no one gives a shit. The girls getting the awards don't give a shit at this point. You know, everyone looks like they just got out of a shower. It's like, <laughs> you know, like, come on. And, and at that point I grab Evelyn and I'm like, we're leaving. And, and we go and I turn to look back at the field and people are just, now everyone is just sprinting off the field. <laughs> like people are just like, F it. Like it doesn't matter. All teams. They're all just like fucking cut and bailing, you know? And, and this guy's just standing there with a mic, like, like he doesn't get it. And I'm like, no, why are you taking this so seriously? No, literally no one cares. Like everyone's leaving dude. Like, you know? Oh man. All it took was that one parent to like pull the trigger and leave. And everyone's like, yeah, no, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was funny. Cause it was one of the other people like with, with uh Sam and Tao little league or whatever that went out there and told, cause like, obviously the, the T ball girls weren't there last year. This doesn't apply to them. So they, he just went over to that first team was like, okay, come on guys, let's get off the field. And that, that was all it took. All of a sudden, like every parent saw it and went like, yep, get my kid. Let's get the hell out of here. You know, it was just like a bubs rush off the field. It was so funny, but oh, yeah, that, that was like the dumbest thing. <laughs> that, that, that I've lived through in a long time, but at least I got the super spooky national anthem moment out of it. So yeah, you know, you'll always have that. I will, I will. And then, uh, and then we went to the San Jose Sharks game, and uh, I don't know if you've seen my post on Instagram, but Evelyn got on the jumbotron. What? And, yeah, I did not see that. Total star is born moment. Uh, Was there a video of it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I put it on my story. Um, and, uh, yeah, total star is born moment. She was, uh, Oh, on Instagram. Yeah. She made, okay. uh, she made the stadium host fall in love with her. It was, it was great. I can send it to you after the fact. If yeah. You but, yeah. uh, but yeah, so that was, that was my crazy weekend. Good times. Good times. Um, but yeah, now that, now that we've got those pleasantries out of the way, uh, how about? Oh, why don't you t- tell me about a little bit of the uh, Nintendo stuff, and then we'll move into movies. Yeah, no, this week, um, you know, Nintendo. <laughs> if you told me that Nintendo would be the one that's like hitting it out of the park with DLC of all things, I would call you a liar. Because as we all know, Nintendo and anything involving the internet usually do not go hand in hand. No, they do not. But, you know, they've been, I think lately they've been knocking out of the park. You know, their Mario Kart DLC has been really great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fire Emblem, they have, like, the DLC wave pass stuff that they've been doing. And it's been, like, really nice content. And they announced this week that on uh, March 8th, they're releasing Wave 3 of the Fire Emblem Engage DLC, which is a couple more emblem rings and stuff. And I think, Mm -hmm. like... There's like some other like little stuff with it. Usually they have like items and stuff like that that you get with it too. Uh, so I have that this week. And then the next day, Mario Kart 8 is getting its Wave 4 DLC with the new courses. What uh, so, what tracks are in that? You know, uh, that is a good question. I 
did not actually look to see what ah. tracks that included, but I know it was just I know they announced during their little Nintendo uh, direct or whatever that it was like coming soon. Mm-hmm. And then um, they were like, yeah, you know, uh, it's coming out this week. And it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, let's see. Eight tracks featuring Wave 4, Singapore Speedway, Bangkok Rush, Amsterdam Drift from Mario Kart Tour, Donkey Kong Summit from Mario Kart Wii, Riverside oh, okay. Park from Super Circuit, uh, Mario Circuit from the DS one, the original DS one. Waluigi Stadium from Double Dash and one brand new track, Yoshi's Island. Which I know Yoshi's Island, there was a Yoshi's Island one on the Wii one, but I don't know if this is like an entirely new track. Well, the uh, the the DS ones had some great tracks, so I'm I'm excited for that one to come back. Yeah, I love. I didn't. Like, I didn't really play a lot of the, the 3D. I had 7, but mm-hmm. I didn't really play, like, a ton of it. But I played the shit out of the original DS one, like, triple-starred everything, so you could get, like, the little 3-star, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. your name 100%. and stuff. Like, you weren't shit playing online unless you had the little 3-stars next to your name. <laughs> well, you with the uh, the gold flags, the 3-stars, <laughs> yeah. like, you, you, have this, uh, you have this way of, like, making me hate the games i like (laughs) i'm sorry it's because it's like that's the stuff that like keeps me it's those little things that keep me going in those games right right that uh the best thing i ever did was though in the uh, new super mario brothers game just giving up on the flags like that was i I couldn't (laughs) take it anymore (laughs) i have to i don't know what's wrong with me but it's like i feel it's like there's like a pit in my stomach that forms unless mm-hmm. I do it. It's like when I would play um, uh, the Kirby Epic Yarn game or whatever with Matt, and he would just he'd be fucking around throwing me off the level, and you'd lose a bunch of gold. And I'm like, dude, now we can't get gold at the end of the level, and I'm like we literally have to redo this level now <laughs> because we can't get the gold ranking at the end. And he's, he's like, like no. dude, I don't care. Yeah, he's like, I just want to have fun and what. I'm like, you think this is fun? I'm playing to get gold every time, man, and you're fucking this up for me right now. You're like DMX. You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game? He's like, yeah, yes, actually. It's a video Kirby game. Kirby Epic Yarn isn't for kids, man, all right? <laughs> Kirby isn't children. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so the, the engaged... Uh, DLC is that just more characters and stuff or um I know it's it's more of like the so like the last two DLCs have been um I say emblem rings but there's also bracelets or whatever I think or what the DLC ones are not technically rings they're bracelets or whatever so I think it's like two more I don't know what that means anyway yeah yeah, exactly. So it's like it's basically two more character rings or whatever okay. to like equip and use, and then I think some items because the fourth and final um, wave is like actual new story content. Okay. Um. So I think that's gonna actually have like probably like a new character and new whatever. Where these ones are just like new abilities and whatever to do, new people to level up and do whatever with. Um, okay. 
So I'm excited for it, especially since, you know, I'm still in the middle of my second playthrough, which I'll, I'll honestly probably beat the game twice before Shannon beats it once. I think I'm at like about like 90 hours or something, which seems like a lot. PJ, who's been playing it on maddening mode, hasn't beaten the game yet, and he's uh-huh. at 200 hours. Oh my god! Yeah, that's oh in, that's insane. Like I was like, I I don't know how he's doing that. I'm almost through two playthroughs at like 90 hours, and he hasn't even done one in 200 hours. But he I, also I, has three kids, and so I think a lot of that time yeah. is also just the switch staying on while he's like putting out fires. Sure, but I also gotta say like. Nothing makes me not want to play it. Kind of like hearing that, you know. It's just, I, man, I don't know. I mean, it only on normal mode. It only took me like thirty hours to beat the game, mm-hmm. and that was like doing everything. Okay, well that that doesn't seem bad. Yes, yeah. really. But yeah, oof, that that's, <laughs> that's scary. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, well, the other thing I think that's going to bother Shannon is, did you see the reviews Octopath Traveler 2 is getting? No. Like, uh, wait, uh, has it actually, has it gotten good reviews? It's gotten fucking amazing reviews. Like, people no like, are legitimately like, this is the best JRPG I've ever played. Like, oh, type, no. type reviews. And it's one of those, like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, man, Shannon is hurting, dude. Like, oh. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be rough for him. Cause I think I only read like one review about it, and I think someone said it was really good. Um, I think like their thing was just they were they were saying I think kind of like what you were talking about before about how it wasn't like enough new. It was kind of just similar to the first. It was just kind of like mm-hmm. more a better version of the first game, but it didn't really do like stray too far from the path of the first game. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of like their one kind of complaint about it. But man, dude, yeah, Shannon, he's going to be on his honeymoon with his Switch <laughs> playing some Octopath right. Traveler 2. Um, you know what's what's rough for me is uh, I wanted to talk to you about DLC pricing a little bit. Like, what's what's the like what are the season pass for Fire Emblem? Because I know the uh, Mario Karts you can get as part of the. Uh, the the what whatever their Nintendo online system is called, but um, yeah, I want to say both because I bought the Mario since I don't have the the premium Nintendo mm-hmm. online whatever. I bought the Mario Kart one too, and I think both Fire Emblem and Mario Kart were twenty nine ninety nine. Hmm. I think is what they were. But Mario Kart, you get a ton of stuff, so that seems worth it. Um. Yeah. Like, do you think? Oh, you bought it, so you must. But like, you think the Fire Emblem is a decent bang for your buck on the DLC? I think once it's fully completed, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it okay. will be like with the story content and stuff. Because um, that was my thing when it initially came out, and it was just Wave One. It was like, oh, cool, I could get like three rings or whatever, and then some items and stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm not really pulling the trigger on that. But then when by the time wave two came out and then it was like, okay, now you can get five rings and then like all this shit. Now I was like, okay. Like, because it's just mainly because honestly, I probably like would have more waited until like a, either the entire thing was out or whatever, all at mm-hmm. once, get everything. But it's one of those things like 
if I waited that long, I probably wouldn't be playing Fire Emblem anymore. So then sure. it's like I wouldn't get it at all. But since it's like I'm still playing it, I'm like, okay, well, I actually want to get it now while I'm actually still doing it. Because it's like one of those things now, like, I'm actually surprised the Mario and Rabbids, like, I don't think their first thing of DLC has even come out yet. No, it hasn't. It yeah, hasn't and it's like, that's surprising to me because it's like, dude, by the time that comes out, it's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to actually, like, go back to that. Man, I need to, I need to finish that game. I know, I'm right at the end, I'm on the last world, and I'm like, dude, I really need to, maybe after Fire Emblem, go back and just, like, bang it out. Because the reason I bring that up, though, is I was looking at the DLC packages for Midnight Suns, right? And, you know, because they had, like, the first package offers Deadpool, and the next one that they just rolled out is, like, Venom, but it's... They added a storyline that lets you kind of... It's called Redemption, so it's basically, like... Venom now that he's no longer possessed by Lilith and he's looking for revenge type thing, but it adds him as a playable character. Those are $15 each. I paid $30 for the entire game. Right. And so I'm having a real hard time being like, do I add, do I pay $15? Do I pay half of what I paid for the whole game just to add a character and a few missions? I, I can't, I can't really do it can't justify it well yeah. those things, maybe it'll be like on sale at some point during like a winter sale or something like I, the dlc will go on yeah or i'm kind of hoping like the older dlc because that seems to be their thing is they're adding a character a month suppose like that's what it looks like so far right and yeah. so i'm hoping like older dlc starts to either get bundled or discounted as newer dlc comes out so I'm, I'm trying to play the long game on that one. Yeah, no, believe me, man. I felt like such a boomer when the I go, went to go get the Mario Kart DLC. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was like, for, like, for 20 bucks or whatever, I'll get the whatever. And then seeing it was 30 and not 20 I was like, $30? I'm like, when did DLC start costing 30 I was like, I remember when DLC was only, you'd get the, the pass for like 20 bucks mm-hmm. at GameStop when you bought the fucking thing. They're like, back in my day. Yeah. Uh, were, were you then yelling at children to get off your lawn? And- yeah, my, my back immediately. I took my two Tylenols and sat down. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I, I've seen you when your back goes. It's it's not fun. <laughs> I um, know. I'm <laughs> sitting at the table coloring, man. It's rough. Yeah, it is rough. Uh, I'll have you know your... Uh, dude with the snake drawing has made it onto the fridge oh yeah i made the fridge baby yep evelyn evelyn decreed it so so now it is on the fridge um well let's talk a little underrated movie so last week you sat dumbfounded while me and shannon uh (laughs) totally went off the rails about gone in 60 seconds the best movie from the year 2000 um and uh it, it sprang to mind a conversation about just kind of underrated gems of movies in general. One of which you saw this week, or I mean, you've seen multiple times, but you watched this week. I should say. Yes. I was uh, like cruising HBO max and mm-hmm. saw that edge of tomorrow got added. And I was like, man, dude, I haven't seen that movie in a Cru- fat minute. Wait, wait, cruising HBO max. I see. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, you're giving me too much credit. But- <laughs> 
But yes, I was. Uh, I watched. Me and Megan watched Edge of Tomorrow. Funny enough, we actually watched it twice because I was watching it before we recorded uh, last week, and I didn't get to finish it. So mm. then this week, Megan was like, "Can we watch Edge of Tomorrow again?" And I was like, "Well, I didn't get to finish it, so yeah, I'm fine to watch it again." So um, I got to finish it. A movie I was convinced was named Live Die Repeat for about a year, and then. That- discovered i was totally wrong uh because if you've ever seen the original movie poster it's just the words live die repeat like tom cruise and then i don't even know if it says edge of tomorrow on it so i just thought it was the name of the movie and when you see it it's apt like but it took me about a year to see the movie and i remember when it popped up the credits popped up in the beginning going like what huh (laughs) <laughs> this is called what um but yeah that movie that movie rules like it's so good it like it has it's so much better than it has any credit being like, when you take the premise of like oh random aliens and uh yeah tom cruise and he's fighting aliens and ellen page is training them and okay let's let's go i guess you know and then and then he dies on the beach in the beginning and it just goes from there and it's like all right we're in it let's go yeah for those of you that don't know edge of tomorrow is basically tom cruise mixed with groundhog's day where it's alien apocalypse happens and he he gets kind of thrown in this situation where he has to go into the first wave to fight the aliens and he ends up dying but he keeps reliving d-day over and over again and has to figure out like how to stop the war like how to well first off how to live through it yeah how to live like, he dies many different ways and he, he has to when he ends up meeting up with uh the full metal bitch as they call her in the movie <laughs> yes and she had the same thing happen to her in the previous war so she's like one of the few people who knows what he's going through and believes him and then helps train him and the two of them work together every day trying to figure out how to stop the war. And yeah, so it's it's a great sequence of like him getting better training, like constantly dying. Or like yeah. I love when he like breaks his back and he's like, no, I'm still alive. She just shoots him in the head. <laughs> like see you tomorrow. I, <laughs> Click. <laughs> I do love, I also like when he the first time when he tries to like roll under the wheels of the car mm-hmm. and gets run over and the sergeant's like, what the fuck? And then the yep. next day he's like, All right, all right, we went a little we stopped a little too early and then like does it again. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then there's so many parts where they kinda like skip over, but you can tell like he's relived this part so many times. Just basically, like, dude. I'm going to do this with my eyes closed when he gets yeah. in the fight with these. Like, hey, I didn't mind doing the extra push-ups. Yeah. Like, just dodging punches. Cause he's like, how many times have we had this conversation yeah. and had this fight over and over again? He walked into the barracks. He's like, he's doing this. She's got that over there. This is under the bed. Like just, yeah. yeah like calling he everyone knows up. All the cards. Are. He's like, he's working on a full house. He's got a fucking yeah. pair of threes. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but yeah. And like, and then like, okay, you've trained up now survive the plane wreck. Okay. Now survive the B it's like, it's like a video game almost. It's like a dark souls type thing. It's like, okay, you beat that boss. Here's the next one. Figure it out. Like figure out the moves. Um, yeah, I know. And then the the part that got me too, cause I forgot about it. It's like one of those low key, like heartbreaking moments Mm -hmm. when 
he's like, oh, let me get you coffee. And he's like, all right, that you like three sugars in it. And then she's like sitting there realizing that they've been here before. She's like, yeah. how many times have we come to the cabin? And he's like, you never make it out of the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. It's like, oof. Yeah, like that totally. hurts every time. It's like, you you don't go past here. I'm just like, yeah, you know, every like, time he's like, this is where you die. Let me just make you a great cup of coffee. Just <laughs> like, it's going to be the last thing you enjoy. Um, but yeah, uh, I felt that was a great way to kick off the list. Uh, you had a movie on this list that I have seen. I can't say many people have seen. Uh, why don't you tell Tell the people about Cradle to the Grave. Yeah, so Cradle number two, the yeah. grave. Da um, Grave. D-A, yeah. Da Grave. Da Grave. It's a movie that I saw for the first time at my friend Kyle's house. He put it on. His family had a bunch of different, like, Jackie Chan and, like, Jet Li, like, martial mm-hmm. arts movies and stuff. And this was one that he threw on. And uh, I was like, I didn't get to finish it at his house. So the next time when I went to Hollywood Video, I rented it. And then it became one that I would constantly like re-rent like every once in a while when I wanted something to watch. And it has DMX in it. The whole point is like DMX has this crew of like heist bank people. They're trying to steal these black diamonds. Mm -hmm. And they're like driving around in cars. And then I want to say it's, Jet Li, or I don't know who the other guy is. Yeah, it's but... Jet Li. It's Jet Li. Okay, it oh, is yeah. Jet Li. Okay, so yeah. Then Jet Li is like this agent dude that's like trying to stop them, and he's like flying in through windows and shit, doing hand-to-hand mm-hmm. combat, and it's so good. It's really fucking stupid, but it's so good, and it's just one of those like, it came from a time like before The Raid, before yeah. John Wick, before those movies, like those are the go-to movies like now but before that existed this was like my go-to john wick Uh, by the way the black diamonds are actually weapons of mass destruction like what what like huh like it just built on like none of it is if you're trying to dissect any it's like the fast and the furious movie it's just like yeah okay that's a thing man just keep going like if you try to dissect it man you're gonna be here a while oh and then you're you're glossing over how they kill the bad guy quote unquote, the bad guy in the movie when Jet Li forces him to eat plutonium and then kicks him in the neck. So it explodes like, yes, yes. I, okay. I'm in. It's so good. Also, also a highly underrated comedic moment in that movie is when DMX is like, we've got to be undercover and then rolls around in a bright yellow Hummer. Like, And not like an H2, like H1, military style, bright yellow Hummer. Like, yeah, no one will see you coming. No, no one. Like, oh. Man. Well, it's just like him wearing like Morpheus sunglasses and like a fucking <laughs> totally. wife eater. <laughs> like, yes. It's so good. Amazing. Amazing movie. Uh, another one that I think needs to be discussed on this list. And I think we've talked about it on the show before, though, is Constantine. You talk about a go-to underrated i will watch anytime it's on movie constantine like it's it's glorious it's so good it is it is the like before the dc universe live action movies before like we got iron man on the big Mm -hmm. screen there was constantine and that came out when i was like 
in high school i wanted because it came out in like i think 2006 or something i was like mm-hmm. a junior in high school at that point and man dude that movie slapped i loved keanu reeves and you know it was in a time where everyone was like oh keanu can't act like blah 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 and i'm like dude he killed i thought he killed it as constantine oh and, no i thought he was great well because constantine needs that like keanu john wick like super deadpan <laughs> You know, like, I've lived through everything. Nothing can phase me. You know, like, it's, like, he he needs that kind of betrayal. Or, yeah. or portrayal, I mean. Yeah, you're just, and he has Shia LaBeouf as his, like, little protege that, like... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Be him. And, dude, it's one of those, like, dude, I rewatched it, I think, even last year. And, mm-hmm. man, dude, those effects hold up beautifully and it's they that's do. one of those things oh dude it looks gorgeous still because it's on hbo max mm. and it's one of those things where bro you could pop in like other movies from like that era of like the early 2000s like resident evil like stuff like that and dude like those effects don't hold up worth a shit now but man do constantine still looks gorgeous every time when the devil comes out at the end oh uh, it's so I, good i've said before and i will say it again Satan saves this movie. Like Peter Stormare's Satan is maybe my favorite portrayal of Satan ever on screen. I mean, Viggo Viggo Mortensen is great in the prophecy as Satan, but uh, also watch the prophecy. There's another one. I fucking love that movie. Also Uh, Christopher Walken as an angel of death. Like, yep, I'm in, we're we're doing it. Um, But no, Peter Stormare in Constantine. And then like, him uh, or uh, uh, Constantine sacrificing himself at the end, and then Peter Stormare is like, "No, no, 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 no! I'm keeping you alive because you're going to end up coming to hell at some point, and I'm going to be there to collect." Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. good. Like, like when he's going to heaven, he's giving the face like, "Fuck yeah. you!" He just yeah. jams his hands and pulls the cancer out. Yeah, he's like, "No, no, no! You're great. You're done. You're good. You're going to live a long time, and I'm going to be there at the end. Don't even worry about it." <laughs> but yeah, no, and and also. I mean, we talked Angelina Jolie last week. Can we talk Rachel Vice for a second in that movie? Because, I mean, I'll tell you, when, when she hit the scene in The Mummy in, like, five years before this movie, uh, I think me and a million other uh, teenage boys fell in love real quick with Rachel Vice, And then she shows up back again in this movie. Again, just throwing 200 miles an hour the whole time. And it's just like, God damn. That, that you're locked in every time she's on the screen, just locked in. She's, she's killer. And, and she's good in the movie too. You know, it's like, she's really good. Is that kind of like what the hell is going on person? In yeah. The movie? Yeah. She plays like a good, like, I'm not annoying, like crying about everything the entire time. She's like, Oh, no. this shit's real. Uh, all right. What do we need to do? <laughs> Let's yeah. get going. Man. Like, I got to figure out a way to get my sister out of this, but like also not, mm-hmm also not die myself the whole time and yeah the and, scene when he goes to hell and then like grabs the armband and then bursts the holy water on his yeah, chest yeah. Come out, he's all smoking and, <laughs> so good. and then tilda swinton in that movie is fantastic also like yes. it, she's another one of those anytime she's on screen i'm usually in like i kind of don't care the movie like i just love her and her acting style so much that i'm just like yep tilda swinton's in it i'll, I'll at least watch it I'll at least see what's going on. And, you know, the, playing the, like, super androgynous, you know, archangel in this movie, like, it just, awesome. Awesome movie. 
all the way across the board. <laughs> when she loses her wings at the end and he punches her in the face, she's like, you could have killed me and you didn't. That's progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, the fight in the pool. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, what what else you got? What else you got? Um, do so. Uh, getting a little animated here. One I know that you brought up, I 100% agree, is that Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. Like low-key, low maybe the best Disney movie? I don't know, like question mark, but it's probably one of it's probably a top three favorite of mine. Yeah, it's one of those where, you know, in terms of like I think it kind of got left in the shadows, you know, because it didn't like, you know, have all the merchandising power that, you know, sure. a lot of other Disney movies had. But it's one of those man, I've seen it. Megan loves it, so I've watched it a bunch of times. It's just, it's funny, it's good, it has has so many good moments, and I mean, so many funny memes, there's memes of it that still exist, like, today, and stuff on of of Kronk, and stuff that have kind of stood the test of time, which I think kind of just proves, like, its comedic power still relevant today. Well, and and it was also kind of in in that time period of Disney animated movies where you know, there were a lot of misses, a lot of swings and misses. Cause it's like, it, it kind of peaks at, you know, they have the, they have the run right of like little mermaid, beauty and the beast, Aladdin, lion King, Pocahontas. And then like hunchback comes out, which I also say is an underrated movie. That movie is really good, but like super dark and kind of sad. And I get why it wasn't a hit. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, Hercules and Mulan, and that's kind of where it stops. Because then after that, you've got Tarzan, which is, you know, awesomely animated, but not a great movie, I would argue. Um, And then Dinosaur, which hit with a wet thud. (laughs) And so you got two misses back to back. And then Emperor's New Groove, which was great, but I think, like, the pot had soured on Disney Animated at that point. And at that point, they follow it up with... Atlantis, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, Home on the Range, Chicken Little, and Meet the Robinsons. And it's like, okay, that's like a decade of bad releases, essentially. And and so it wasn't, and then Princess and the Frog comes out, which is great. Also an underrated movie, but again, horribly named. And I don't think a lot of people cared because the movie's called Princess and the Frog, which is just awful. Like, who pitched that? That's so bad. I mean, just call it the Frog Princess or something. Or the Frog Prince. You know, people, a, a title people at least know. But um, but then it comes back up with, like, Tangled and Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen and Big Heroes. Like, all of a sudden, they're back. But, yeah, that was a real rough time for Disney animation. And, and Emperor's New Groove is so good, but it's just a, it's kind of a unique art style and it was released in the middle of this awful run. And I mean, it's, it's hilarious. It's got so many just high comedy moments. Like the, why do we even have this lever thing? You know, and like, I'm going to, I'm going to turn him into a fly and put that box in another box and then send the box and smash the box with a hammer or to save on postage. I'll just kill him with this. Like, it's so great on so many levels. Angel and Devil argue, like, no, no, he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, wait, 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 wait. He's got a point. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh. Speaking squirrel, all that stuff, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, so good. Um, but also, yeah, I, I would 
as long as we're talking Disney, I think I would toss Hunchback and Princess and the Frog in there too. Oh yeah, no, Princess and the Frog is also one of Megan's like top favorite Disney mm-hmm. movies of all time. So I've seen it a bunch, and it's one of the ones where I honestly think it has like some of the best music. Like I love a lot of the music and then yeah. like the jazz and stuff. It's so good. And I'm really happy that uh they're turning the um the ride at Disneyland or whatever Splash it does. Mountain. Splash Mountain, yeah, yeah. They're turning it into a Princess and the Frog, which makes perfect sense. And oh, yeah. I think it'll be an easy switch for them to do. You're, you're not mad that they're removing the racism and uh <sighs> You know, <laughs> I was furious at first. <laughs> but you know, after <laughs> After, you know, I calmed down a little bit, you know, I right. realized it's the, the right choice for them. Yeah, my kids uh, were like, what is this based off of? I'm like, oh, it's Br'er Rabbit in the... T- um, this old movie called Br'er, with Br'er Rabbit. Uh, yeah, it's not really a character they use anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was like, in the tar, we're not talking about that. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. I'm like, it's Hey, just, we're on the ride, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at that. Log ride. All right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's horrible. So there's a movie on this list I want to ask you about. Uh-huh. It's called Gamer. Yes. Justin, Justin, why is this on the list? Because, so, when we were sitting there, <laughs> I, I added it. Because uh-huh. it was one that, I don't remember what made it pop into my head, but I just thought, man, dude, I enjoy it. In terms of the concept of, it's very similar to Death Race, in a way where, you know, the concept of death race is, oh, but you win 13 races, whatever, and you get free, but uh-huh. you have to compete there. So in this one, there's prisoners, and they're basically playing some Call of Duty-style game, but they're using, like, prisoners, and they have, like, chips in their neck or whatever, and people are actually controlling the prisoners. And if a prisoner dies, you know, obviously they die in real life or whatever, and your character's dead. But if you win, like, so many games, then the prisoner actually gets let go. And so, but they don't want that to happen. And then it has Michael C. Hall in it who plays Dexter. And it's like, besides Dexter, he's never really done mm-hmm. anything like notable. And I think this is like the one movie he like plays such a weird, like charismatic person. He's like dancing around and he's like controlling. He's the one that invented the technology that controls prisoners. So it's like he controls humans like puppets and he does this like dance number with them. And it's like really fucking weird. But it's one of those where I've seen it a couple times and I really enjoy it. But it's not something I would ever be like, oh, bro, you know what movie you need to see? Gamer. But it's one of those <laughs> where, like, oh, like if I, if I was to turn on HBO Max tomorrow mm-hmm. and the Gamer was on there, 100% I'd put it on and at least watch it. So I figured it deserved underrated movies. I That was my choice of my one to put on there. All right. And... and- the last one I'll mention, and it just because it's my favorite Die Hard movie that actually isn't Die Hard, is White House Down with Channing Tatum and Jamie okay. Foxx. Yeah, that, that, that is a fun one. It, it's just so fun. Like, it's so dumb, but it's so fun. And and it's, you know, the whole thing, the limo scene on the lawn of the White House where they're, like, shooting at each other and, and he's got, like, the gun on the, you know, coming out the sunroof of the limo. And it's just, it's so stupid. But, like... I love it. I don't know. I, again, it's one of those, if it's on, I'm, I'm there. I'm sitting down. I'm watching it. So, yeah. White, White House Down is probably the last one I'll mention. It's just like, 
so stupid, but so awesome. Like it's so great. You got a you got a final one for us? Uh, you know it's on here, and I it I've spent many a summers watching it on Comedy Central, but mm-hmm. Death to Smoochie yeah has quite the dude edward norton robin williams danny Ooh. devito like three of my favorite people all in the same movie together man with uh edward norton plays smoochie or whatever who's kind of taken over uh robin williams character who's like a very like a mr roger type character and he's taking his time slot on tv and so he's like they're trying to like basically kill each other for this fucking time slot. Yeah, uh, Rob Williams is Rainbow Randolph, right? There we or go. Something, and yeah. he gets Rainbow like Randall or something like yeah. that. And he gets yeah. kicked off the air because he's caught up in some like fraud scheme or something yeah. like that. And they replace him with Smoochie, and so now he's all pissed and like trying to get Smoochie off air. Yeah, yeah, he like ruined his career. And like I told you, man, one of my favorite scenes is when Rob Williams dumps, like, is in the middle of like the street and dumps gasoline all over himself. He's gonna set himself on fire as he's like giving this big monologue, and some kid comes over. He's like, "Don't do it!" Like when any like has a second heart and doesn't kill himself mm. in front of all these kids. Well, and and my favorite scene is when uh, he tries to sabotage Smoochie and replaces all of his cookies with cookies that look like cocks and balls. And Edward Norton pulls one out and has this like stunned look on his face. And next thing you know, he's like, it's a, it's a rocket ship. And he's like running around with all the kids like, Oh, rockets. And then like Randolph suddenly jumps on the scene. And he's like, no, it's a dick and balls like in front of the kids. It's so bad. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's one of those, I, I won't say it's a good movie, but it's hilarious. Like it's really funny. It's, it's maybe not the best movie in the world, but it's damn funny. So, uh, should we talk about another movie that looks like it might be better than it has any right to be? A trailer just got released for Haunted Mansion. Are you telling me it's time for some trailer trash? I am. Why don't we uh, sit down by the fire, boys and girls? It's time for another hot steaming pile of trailer trash. I, I had to do what I can, so Shannon isn't here. Um, but yeah, so the uh, trailer for Haunted Mansion came out, which I'll be honest, I totally forgot they were making. I remember they announced it like a year or two ago that they were making a, a Haunted Mansion movie. And, you know, we all remember that awful Eddie Murphy effort from 20 years ago now or something. And, <laughs> you know, the flashbacks were coming of like, oh, God, not again. What are we doing? And then, you know, they tried. They, they kind of did a Haunted Mansion movie with that Gilmore. De, I can I can't talk. Del Toro. I can't say Guillermo apparently um, uh, with uh, Hiddleston. And what was that one? The, the horror movie that wasn't a horror movie we were talking about. Um, uh, 13 ghosts. No, no, no. <laughs> It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Um, but, uh, Oh, uh, Crimson Peaks. Yeah. Crimson Peaks. Crimson Peaks was kind of a haunted mansion movie. God, a little bit. Man, that movie was disappointing. But, but uh, but this trailer looks real interesting. They're kind of leaning into the uh, a lot of the fan made lore 
around Haunted Mansion with uh, the bride who kills all her husbands and the ghosts that live in the uh, live in the mansion. And, you know, the hat box ghost makes an appearance in in this trailer and the bride with the axe is all over the trailer. It looks actually kind of scary. Like they're not necessarily doing all kid gloves in this one. Um, I don't know if I'd show this trailer to my children. I'll put it that way. Uh, what What are your thoughts? Looking at yeah, it? I was very pleasantly surprised at how dark it looked in comparison to like the Eddie Murphy one and stuff. And the cast, the cast looks great. I mean, you got Danny DeVito. You have, um, I don't remember the guy's name, but the dude from, he's been in like everything, like Atlanta and like uh, that one call center one where he does like the white person voice. Um, so you got him, uh, you have uh, Owen the Wilson. white person voice, Jesus. Yeah, well that's the that's the whole point of the movie or whatever where he uh. does the, he's a black dude who does like the, the typical white call center person voice or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it looks really good and I was pleasantly surprised. And it's cool how much of like the ride and stuff you can see like in the trailer and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like how much they were able to, the walls growing and stuff. They have that scene and stuff in the trailer and stuff. So it looks like it's faithful, not only to like the ride, but like the lore itself yeah. around the ride. So you know, I don't think we have an actual release date for it. It just said coming to theaters soon or something like that. I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus eventually. I'm trying to find a release date, but yeah, it's uh, it just says 23, I think. So yeah, it would make sense if it kind of came out more. Like, I mean, we're seeing trailers for it now, but like sometime like before Halloween would make sense. Like to come out in like September or something like that, mm-hmm. and then be like on Disney Plus for October. But I like how it did, like you were saying, according to the ride, like it had the stretched out elevator sequence, like how the ride begins. Um, you know, the, the song playing is like a house with no windows, yeah. uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, it's got, you know, like the endless hallway that you see in the in the ride. It's got, like I said, the bride, which uh, I believe is like Constance or something is her name. Uh, and, uh, I think is the, is the woman that shows up at the, like, there's a scene where there's a woman that shows up in like big ceremonial garb, like headdress and everything. I'm wondering if that's supposed to be who's in the crystal ball. Maybe I think so. Yeah. Possibly. It's been a minute since I've actually even gotten to ride the ride at, um, uh, Disneyland because like last time when I went, like they were still, tearing down i think a lot of the nightmare before christmas Mm -hmm. stuff so i couldn't go on it and then the time before that it was also i think closed down because they were putting up the nightmare before christmas stuff in it Uh, so it's been a minute since i've actually got to do the ride but i mean hell of a cast on this one you know you've got rosario dawson you got owen wilson danny devito jared leto is in this apparently he's Um, morbid out he is. It's Morbin time. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I'm kind of hyped for the Haunted Mansion, and I feel really weird saying that. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I've been burned before, Justin. I've been hurt before on this. So, but uh, I, I also really enjoy the Haunted Mansion lore 
Like, I think it's really good if you start digging into it. Like, you know, the original uh, Black Widow Bride in the ride, and they've changed the, you know, the... Because when the ride first opened, all you saw was, like, a wedding gown and, like, two eyes and a beating heart. Like, that's all you saw from the bride. And then now that's, like, morphed into, like, a character who killed all her husbands and all that in the, in the, uh, in the mansion. And so that's when you're in the attic where the crystal ball is. That's where you see like all that stuff, like essentially Um, it's, it's cool. It just is cool and it's fun. And I'm glad to see that someone's taking it kind of seriously, at least, you know, because it seems like such a great property to build a little world off of. So hopefully we get it. You know, hopefully we get something cool. Yeah, hopefully it sticks the landing. Yeah, for sure. Um, what uh, should we do? A little what we've been playing. Yeah, a little consultation. Yeah, a little weekly consultation, if we if we will. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I've just been playing more Midnight Suns and more. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get to Hi-Fi Rush's ending. Uh, I was angry. This morning, Justin, I have to be honest with you. I was having like the best hi-fi rush run I've had in a long time. And then uh, right up at the end, it was like, oh, but you need to do this and this and this and this. And I just finally like threw down the controller and disgust because I wasn't going to be able to just finish the damn game. And I was so upset. You beat that one boss though that you were doing? I did. Yeah, I beat, I beat Mimosa. Mimosa is done. I'm uh, just about to the end, and I can't get there, and it's killing me. Um, uh, but yes, I, I still love the hell out of that game. That battle system is so good. It's just so good. Like, I have such a good time beating things up. It's like, usually, you know, by the end of a game, when it throws you in another fight room, and you see, like, five huge things jump out at you, you're just like, fuck, come on, really? Like, but every time it happens in this game, it, it's almost like the exact opposite feeling. It's like, yeah, all right, let's do this now. Cause it's, there's so many combinations to try and there's so many ways to attack a room. It just feels fresh every time. Like it's, it's fun every time. And I just love the hell out of that game. I'm, I'm in a way I'm kind of happy that I didn't burn through it all in like two or three sittings. Cause I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And, and it'd be a bummer to have just like, you know, Eating, eating my whole dinner in five seconds and not actually enjoyed the meal at all. So yeah, blast it through it and be like, yeah, well that's cool, and then uninstall it, and move on to the yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm still loving the hell out of that game. I can guarantee you, it's going to be on my end of the year list on some level. But I, it's just, it's fun to have a rhythm game that has such a unique take and isn't punishing, like. Oh, you suck at rhythm stuff. No problem. We got you. Like it's, you're still going to get through it. You're still going to have a great time. And you know, there's no in fire and flames difficulty <laughs> on this where it's like, well, guess you just stop here. Cause you suck. You know, like you just, the game doesn't do that to you, which is extremely refreshing. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. I, I haven't gone back to atomic heart. I think I'm just, I think that one might just be done. Let it low. <laughs> yeah. It just, and it's not even, it's not even the way, like we talked last week about how the game kind of effed me in that one thing. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm just like, 
I wasn't having a lot of fun with it. It was just something where I kept hoping it was going to get better. And if anything, it got worse. And I was just like, eh. And then, you know, the discourse you hear around Atomic Heart isn't making me think I need to go back. It's kind of like, yeah, I saw what the game was. It's Bioshock, but bad. Okay. Like, I got it, you know? And so I think I think that one might get uninstalled here soon. But, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Other than, uh, you play anything other than a shitload of Fire Emblem Engage? Or? <laughs> um, so, uh, Wulong did actually come out uh, this week. Oh, yeah. I was so mad because so I had installed the demo, but then I had also pre-installed the game as well so that I could just like, oh, switch over easily once the game like actually was out. And so the day it came out, which was like, I think Wednesday or something like that, I was like, oh, dude, sweet. Now I can play like the actual game versus the demo and import my save data and like whatever over. And I went to launch it and it like wasn't launching. And I was like, uh okay so i had to like uninstall oh, and then no. like reinstall the full game. so it's like man i had to sit there and wait like another like 20-ish minutes or whatever for the game to like reinstall and i was like man so i'm like sitting there on my on twitter or whatever i have to wait mm-hmm. for it but it finally did reinstall except so i i played i'd say like last couple nights i like played but dude i cannot get past the first boss to save my fucking life and it, it makes me so mad because i saw steve uh, Mr. Alarm has been playing it and mm-hmm. he was on Twitter posting his little screenshots and whatever of it. And I'm like, dude, like I can't get past the first boss. Like I've tried because yeah. there's two phases. Um, the first phase I can knock out. Of the, like I've done it so many times, dude, I can knock the first phase in my fucking sleep. But the second phase is brutal. And it's like, I just, I just need to get good. <laughs> like yeah. I just need to get good. And that's the problem is I've never played Sekiro. And from like what this seems, it's very much more like more than like Elden Ring, more than Dark Souls. It's more like Sekiro where parrying your enemies. Att- it's like, you have to like, and that is this boss fight is like parry this, the game. Like you are not beating this boss by just running in. Like you will die. If you just try to run and smack and dodge and whatever, like, no, you will get your shit kicked in. Like, you have to parry the attacks. Like, that is what happens. Like, um, reg- like regardless of build? Yeah. Like, regardless okay. of build, like, you are... That is how you win, is you are parrying the attacks. Um, and so, the first boss fight is, like, this dude, and he has, like, a big spear thing. And you run, and you hit him, and you do whatever. And then um, he'll, like... You can parry all his attacks, but then, like, there's certain ones where you, like glows red and even like if you're super far away it'll like woo, like almost like teleport like right up into you and then if you once you parry like enough he'll get like staggered and then you can do like your big attack and it takes out like a huge chunk of health on him and so you just do that like a couple times and then he's down and then it does the fake out where you're like oh cool you know you beat the boss like good job it's over and then it's like nah motherfucker phase two and then the latin music <laughs> kicks Jesus. in and then now he's like some big like Elden Ring looking boss thing with this crazy like Resident Evil five ass looking arm like flailing <laughs> around everywhere. And yeah, he like slams it and does like these spikes in the ground, which Steve said you can parry, and it's like I'm sure you can, but it's just I'm obviously getting the timing wrong then because mm-hmm. that's the shit that keeps wrecking me. 
And it's like you have like three Estus flasks or whatever that you can use to heal, but like um, I I end up using always at least one during the first phase. So then it's like going into the second phase, I only have like two, okay. um, and then he'll like do whatever and then like he'll glow red and do some like big attack where he swings at you and then when you like parry that and you you kind of do the same thing but then once he gets to half health i guess i don't know because i've never gotten him down to half health but then you you only have to get him to half health basically to end the boss fight but i've seen people on youtube do it but it's just like and i'm like am i doing like what am i doing wrong and it's like no i'm doing it right it's just you have to parry the stuff and it's just getting that timing down and I have the timing down on the first phase, but I cannot. I need to play the second phase more. And it's like, I almost wish, like, it would just do the uh, hi-fi rush thing where it would just start me at the second mm-hmm. phase. First making me have to go through the first phase again. Um, but it does not do that. But at least I don't lose all my souls or whatever. I just have to. And the like bonfire is like right in front of the first fight. So it's not like I have to like run super far away to like yeah. get back to it. But it's just like, man. But because I'm also playing it on the original Xbox, like the, the load time initially starting up takes a minute. And oh, then God. the load time between dying and like respawning is like, it's not super long. It's maybe like. It's, like, long enough to where it's slightly annoying. It's, like, maybe, like, 15 seconds or something like that, mm-hmm. which isn't, like, a terrible time to wait, but it's, like, long enough for me to pull up Twitter, look at a couple things, and then <laughs> Jesus. come back in. Uh, but it's, it's, like, and the game's not that hard in comparison. It's just, man, dude, that boss fight, like, I just want to get past it so that I can, like, go do more things. And that's, like, what makes me appreciate Elden Ring more uh-huh. Is because it's like if this was Elden Ring and I was getting my shit kicked in, I could go run off wherever else and like get better or like not deal with that right now. But with this, it's like no, no, like you, you have to do this fight or you will not. Pro- you're not progressing anywhere until you do this fight. So I'm like, man, so I just have to keep keep on keeping on, I guess, and get good. Well, from what what I've heard from multiple people is that boss is literally like the hardest thing in the game. Yeah, and they, that and boss. And I guess it's a, and I guess it's supposed to be there to like, basically train you for the rest of the game, but it sounds like they just went way too high with it. Like, oh my god! Like, it's just like my thing is like with the parry. It's like, yeah, I get it. I need to parry attacks. Like, I feel like just doing a phase one boss with the parrying attacks. Like, yeah, I learned to parry with the first boss. Like, I get it. Uh, you're just driving it home at this point, and I'm just I'm getting my shit kicked in. Oof. But but I, I want to keep going though. Like I want to see more of the game besides just this first little section. So right. hopefully I'll get past it. But another game that I actually mm-hmm. played that I did get past and I absolutely loved is you talked about it last week on mm-hmm. the podcast, which I didn't even realize it existed. But there's a demo for Humanity yes. on Steam. So I, as soon as you said that, I immediately downloaded it during the podcast to play this week. And let me tell you what, I love it. It is so good. It is exactly what I wanted. It is what the trailer showed it was, and it's everything I wanted. Because I love Lemmings. Lemmings is a favorite game of mine. I played the shit out of it on PSP. 
um, after watching the demo uh, mm-hmm. on State of Play or whatever, I really wanted to play Lemmings. And dude, that game just doesn't exist anymore. Like you oh, cannot really? download. Yeah, you just cannot download it on Steam. Like there's like nowhere to play Lemmings. Um, so I mean, I uh, have a PSP emulator on my laptop okay. and the, the file for Lemmings. So I, I played it on my laptop this week after I beat the demo because let me tell you, humanity also made me want to play Lemmings. Uh, but humanity itself, though, insanely good. So you play as this dog. And mm-hmm. you're like leading humans, and it's like they just kind of keep pouring out this door. And that's kind of what's interesting is like with lemmings, you have a set number of them, and it's like, oh, you have to rescue like at least 20. But usually it's like, okay, well, there's 50 of them, and you have to rescue at least 20 if you can get more okay. cool. Where with this one, the humans just keep coming, like, it doesn't matter if a bunch of them are falling off the level or like whatever like it's just like once you solve it you solve it like whether some die or some don't it doesn't matter like it's just you solve okay, it so you don't get like you know you don't get the gold flag or three stars by saving more of them or anything correct at least in the demo okay. you don't um, there okay. are um for like the extra challenge though there are um these gold people they're like really mm-hmm. tall tall gold boys and usually there's one or two of them in a level and that's kind of like the extra go out of the way to get people which you get them and then if they fall off the level though like they're gone forever like you had they cannot die in order for you to get them uh so when i played the limo i did collect all of them but uh so you're the dog and you're leading these people and by the way you lead them is you move to a spot on the map and you bark and then it's like when you hold bark, you can like create a direction. It's like up, down, left, right. And then uh, on that spot. And then when the humans like walk on that spot, it makes them then like, okay, now they start moving in this direction or whatever. So you lead them. Mm-hmm. And then as you go through the demo, you get different upgrades. And like one of them is a spot that makes the humans jump. So then it's like, oh, now there's like these like, things that you have to jump over otherwise they'll just walk off the ledge and die so then now it's like okay well now go this way and then jump and then they'll jump and whatever and you can um by like hitting jump twice you kind of become this little spirit ball and then uh dive into a human and then you can like almost like a fish like swim through the sea of humans to like get ahead like if them are behind them really quickly and stuff so it's like quick traveling through Mm -hmm. them which is pretty cool. And then there's like a spot that makes humans uh, light light as a feather or like whatever when they walk through it. So then they'll like jump even farther when they hit the jump and stuff or they'll like fall slower mm-hmm. and stuff. So it has some interesting mechanics and stuff that they do. And then they introduce like the others, they call them, which look like humans, but they're darker. And they're like bad, but they also have like gold people that you have to try and steal. And... You had to use, like, I had to use humans, like, push these giant fans, like, to the right and blow all the other people, like, off the level and stuff like that. But it's really cute. It's really, it's a fun little puzzle game. Um, It was super chill. I love the art style of it. It reminds me a lot of Super Hot. And the way it's done, too, is, like, when you start the level, it's almost like, 
geometric like fragments and shit and then it's like like transformers and it creates the level uh so that part was always really cool and then like when you get them to the end they kind of like do this like floating to heaven like whatever like the sea of people just start floating upwards and stuff and then it's like oh yeah you beat the goal and did the thing and stuff so it's really cool. If if the game was out right now, I 100% would have bought it. I think it comes out in Sweet. May. Uh, but I definitely recommend checking out the demo. Awesome. That's that's a good surprise. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised for it. And then, so yeah, besides that, though, and then uh, I banged through a bunch of Lemmings. And still, Lemmings is a great game. Team yeah, 17. Lemmings. Dude, Team 17, now that they're like coming back or whatever it's like bro you need to like port the shit onto the switch asap because i was looking on the switch for even something like lemmings wise and it's like i found mousecraft and i found stuff that's like trying to be like oh it's lemmings meets tetris or oh it's kind of like lemmings what you're doing i'm like no i don't want kind of i don't want you throwing a bunch of other shit i'm like just give me lemmings give me these (laughs) like from a to b that's all i want Give me that. That's that's what I want to play. Hey, what was the uh, what was the Nintendo equivalent? You remember? Um, it was like it was like Mario versus Donkey Kong or something like that. Oh like yeah, yeah, on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, 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 yeah that was those games. Yeah, that ass. was like, like yeah, and I I did and it's funny I never owned those games, but I think I rented the very first one. Uh, I think my friend rented it from Blockbuster or something, and like one weekend mm-hmm. we like blast through it. Uh, but those yeah, games were super fun, real fun. So, what? Bring that back! Come on, let's go, Nintendo. What are we doing? Um. Oh, and I was also really excited because you remember that uh, that game I kind of loved called Terra Nil. That was like yes. a RTS, but like it, you're reestablishing like plant life and water and everything to an area that that got an actual, an actual release date announced of March 28th. So it's happening this month. I'm really excited about that. So, uh, and, and you can get it on steam right now for 25 bucks. So that, uh, that was purchased. I'm excited for that to unlock. That also has a demo still. That is really good. If you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, I think I think we should save spoiler talk until Shannon gets back. Uh, I will just say uh, Mandalorian, still good. Just throw that out there. Mandalorian, still really great. Um, I do think it's funny how, you know, he completed his mission, but the show was successful, so we have to come up with a reason why you still have a mission. Um you know, that's, that, that's kind of amusing to me. But uh, Dude, what I found even more amusing was the people who didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. And they're like, what, the child's back? Like, I don't. And everyone's like, yeah, no, you had to watch Book of Boba Fett to get the Mandalorian 2.5 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I still didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. I just watched a YouTube recap of what happened on Book of Boba Fett just so I could get caught up. But yeah, I'm not I'm not watching that shit. Yeah. Just tell me just tell me what I need to know so I can be caught up right now. Um but yeah, uh I think I think sir, we managed to do an hour and a half. Look at that. Just Killed us just it. 
prattling on, just killing it over here. Uh, so why don't we wrap this up? And Justin, how about you take us in for a landing? You know what, guys? Thank you, guys, for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. Hey, you know what? If you liked our underrated movies, let us know some of yours. Or if you agree with some of our movies, head on over to the Discord. You know, we got a nice little movie section. Why don't you tell us some underrated movies that we might not have mentioned in the while you're at it? Head on over to Spotify. Give your boys a review. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey guys, go be great.